Hello, what's going on? Rich Ryan here. This is Reinforced Running Podcast. Today, I have Ryan Corning on the show. Ryan Corning has made a huge splash in the hybrid world. We saw him really crank out some of the fastest DECA strong times we've ever seen. He was the first one to break Hunter's record from the Spartan Games a few years ago, and he's lowered that sense. His record was just broken by Kent a couple of weeks ago, but it was great getting to chat with Ryan and kind of learning a little bit about his training style and how he's been able to improve consistently. He's very methodical in his training and his approach, so I think there's a lot of cool takeaways. And the dude's an absolute monster on the bike and very powerful, so you can learn about how an athlete like that can kind of navigate this world of uh, semi-endurance training. So, we will see him this coming week at DECA Championships. So make sure you remember the name. Here we go, Ryan Corning. All right. We got Ryan Corning on. Ryan, thanks for joining, man. It's you're in the middle of a tropical storm right now. We are. Yep. Yep. Today it's rolling through the state of Florida. My entire backyard is flooded at the moment. Um, but yeah. No, just happy another to be on with you. Just another fall day. That's how you guys just roll. Just another day in free. Correct. It's, <laughs> it's just a tropical storm. It's not like a hurricane. Cat four or five. We got nothing to worry about. It's easy. Easy work. You, are you yeah. more like uh, North Florida? Where Where are you at? Where's that? The whole crew of you guys. Jacksonville. It is Jacksonville. Yep. So that's Northeast Florida. Um, yep. The whole Get It Core Fitness crew. That is uh, what some call the the home of OCR. There's always like random OCR events that just take place in Jacksonville. Like Spartan always has a race there, like a big race, yeah. the go ruck when uh, they had their event there. Did you get, did you guys have anybody from your gym go to the go ruck games? Um, Joe Rivera, the owner did. Oh, he was right. Invited. Yep. Yeah. That seems like, that seems like it would be a good place for. <laughs> yeah. I went to it doing. on, what was that on Saturday? Um, I went to the event on Saturday just to kind of check it out and, and just kind of see what was going on. And, um, it was freaking sweet. Like that, that whole setup was, was awesome. And it was cool to see all those guys compete and all the girls compete as well. I mean, everyone's freaking beast mode in, in that, that competition. You guys have a, a really good squad. Well, first for the, for the, <coughs> the go ruck, how do you think you would have done on that? I think a lot of the events would have been up your wheelhouse. Maybe that long ruck would have been. That would have been brutal. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and I, and that's what makes it tough. Cause that was the first event. It was like that half, half marathon distance right on the beach. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how I would have been able to feel afterwards. I think a lot of them may have been in my wheelhouse cause it was more like strength or explosive kind of based workouts. Um, at least a few of them were, so I, I might've fared okay. But I mean, you know, that, <laughs> that long rock would have freaking wrecked me. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> all, all the explosive ability that you had. You would just have to try to preserve any of it after that ruck. Yeah. But yeah. a lot of the other things were like, yeah, it was like a lot of monostructural, just like static movements. Like there was a throw, <laughs> pull-ups. There was like literally like it was like overhead that. hold. Yeah, the overhead hold. I think there was, yeah, the farmer's, farmer's carry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it would have been interesting to see how, how you would have done in that. Because your squad, because what do you guys have? Is, is Maddie Jones part of your, your team too? Yep. She's there. Yeah. She trains there as well. So it's a good squad. I mean, I don't know how it kind of, I mean, Joe obviously like started it all and recruited folks in the beginning, but then just kind of word of mouth of people coming in and wanting to do OCR at first. Cause it was more like OCR based. And now that, you know, DECA um, 
<clears throat> started a couple of years ago in 2020 and we, you know, became an early affiliate and it was part of Yancey and, and Jared's like roadshow in Florida way back when, um, you know, that kind of sparked a lot of interest in people and, and it just kind of grew. And there's a lot of people that are just super competitive and are willing to put in the work to, you know, and, and they just like to compete. It's just a bunch of, you know, business professionals and, and whatnot, just, you know, trying to find their passion and, and want to do well and be competitive. And so it's, it's a cool environment, really nice people as well. Yeah. And you guys are, and the results you guys are spitting out are really solid. I mean, Matt, we mentioned Maddie Jones. She's a really high level CrossFitter. Is she, does she compete? Does she train there full time? CrossFit and trains at Yeti as well. So she has two. And then she, now I think she works for Go Ruck. So I think she does a lot of Go like rucking events as well now. Cool. But she was, she had the deck of strong world record. You had the deck of strong world record. They, I think they both got broken on the same weekend, right? <laughs> Mad. Your boy Ken. I don't tough I weekend have a conversation with him. <laughs> yeah, because you know that's, I'm going to come back for it. That's for sure. That's going to be really a fun event. Come Deca Strong in Atlantic City, which is just it's going to be like people will be hearing us on Monday. That'll be that week coming into it. So it's going to be really fun to see how that's going to play out. What do you think? So no matter what, no matter who wins, right? What do you think the time is going to take to, to win that deck of strong? I think in order, I guess it's hard to judge. Right. But I think in my head, the way that I'm kind of preparing mentally and physically is I'll have to PR. I think you have to go sub 30 in order to hit a podium Mm, to hit a podium. Yeah. The the one thing that I I mean, like you've got, I mean, and it's so hard to judge. Like, I don't know where you're going to go with this, but I think, you know, qualifying times were out throughout the entire year. So, I mean, like my qualifying time was from March, you know, bubbles Mm -hmm. did it months ago, Ryan Geiger did it months ago. And so if these guys are still training and getting better and better and more efficient at these uh, zones and just like flying through it, you know, who knows? And then some of these guys haven't done it as many times as I have. So it's like, who knows what their potential is. So it's going to be, it's going to be, I think a, a good one. I think that for sure, a record is going to be broken in the strong there. Uh, who it's going to be, I hope it's me, but who does? <laughs> <laughs> like it might get like, yeah, it's sub 1130 to be on the podium. That means three people would have to break the record, which is 1130 right now. Kent just did it. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess that was like a month ago ish, maybe less. Yeah. Um, so the one thing but that then also who knows, like, I mean, uh, people could be injured, people could be sick, people, people could be, you know, focusing on other events. And so they're not as fine tuned into it. So I have no idea. I'm just, you know, doing what I can to try and prepare and be as competitive as possible. And if people are taking it, you know, super serious, then I think that's what it's going to come down to. Well, it's, it's, it's in a good spot, right? Because it's the first event on that Sunday. Right. So there's going to be a handful of people who are going to have done the fit before. So it it might compromise people like Kent, Rylan, myself, Magida. Um, But then there's like people who kind of come from the other direction. Right. So like we're the ones in the deck of fit. We kind of come down into a deck of strong. Where you're coming from like a deck strong, you would come up into like a deck a mile and we'll kind of meet in the middle there on the last event. But there's going to be some people like yourself, like, Bubbles. Oh, Bubbles will probably do doubles, I think. Like Brian Geiger, who are going to be there fresh, ready to run. Correct. 
And so I have a question for you. Do you know, and I haven't seen anything and I don't know if you know, like has the final like rosters been like disseminated anywhere or do we know like who exactly is competing in which events? I don't know because they did have the initial like roll downs, right? The emails where you, where you put, but since yeah. then I'm, I know at least in Deca fit, there's been two to three athletes who are like, who did sign up and then later decided that they couldn't make it. So there was a roll down after that. So I don't know exactly who would be there. I think most of the, the people who were in the top 12 for Deca strong will be doing the deck is strong unless like you said something unforeseen happened someone got sick someone got hurt but uh as far as i know i think it's just like pretty much top the top the deck a mile might be a little bit more like undulated with who was in there because it's a weird time of day (laughs) it's like a sunday night people got to get in and out of that place and uh and 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 so there might be a more intense roll down for the deca mile so i'm actually not sure okay I just know if you had heard anything. I, I hadn't, so I was just curious. I'm trying yeah, to see who's really. in. <laughs> Dude, what do you think it's going to be like with 12 people lining up? Because, I mean, realistically, what's the most you've ever gone against a person in Deck of Strong? Like one? And probably you're probably by yourself most of the time you're doing Deck of Strongs, right? I mean, yeah, you've so you got a good group of people with like with like Bruce Jackson. and uh, Is, is Noel, Noel Medina part of your squad too? Yep, he's there yeah, you, as you well. Guys, you guys have so many studs just out there. And even, like, even Joe, the owner, like there's – people like i'm sure you can compete against but your time is still about a minute faster than than anybody else is out there so yeah what do you think it's going to be like going against like 12 people what i don't know i think that's part of like where i'm uh, i'm trying to just be like as best prepared for myself and i think my mentality is like i can't necessarily focus on everybody else's race and where they're at because i I already know that I'm going to be i think behind kind of in the first half and i'm going to have to play catch up in the second half hmm. um and so I just have to not allow myself to play into like where everybody else is at and just focus on where my splits need to be and just execute, you know, race where I want to be. Cause for those not listening, you kind of <laughs> have a, a, a uh, I was going to say that for the, for those who are listening, who don't, who might not be familiar with what you're with, like where you are in this deck of world, like you have like a superpower, right? Like that assault bike is something that no, no one else would really have been able to see hammer it that way especially in the middle of a a race like that so like like you mentioned you might be behind i'm not sure but when you get to that bike are do you think if you over like are there points for you in a deck of strong if you overextend say on the row or something like that does it take away from your bike or can you get get on that bike and just like do the thing um no i think if i if i kind of get my heart rate too high going into the bike if i'm already at like above 90 percent going into the bike then i can't go down and and put down like a 25 to 30 second zone seven. Um, so I have to be mindful of that to allow myself the capacity to kind of sell out on the bike. Cause I know I have to, in order to stay competitive. Mm. Um, but I, I I'll force myself to scale back a little bit in order to hit that number that I need to. So when you're talking like those percentages like that, is that perceived exertion or are you following metrics that you know? It's like if I, well, I just wear like my, I I mean, it's like my, my zone. I wear the heart rate monitor just to kind of, and I don't know how accurate that is in terms of like percentages. Um, but just like how I have my kind of tiered up and just set up, it's, it's kind of how I follow and the way that, you know, um, when I'm training specifically for like a DECA event and finding ways to kind of take sectors 
seconds off here there. That's all I can really do is like take off a second or two without, you know, completely blowing myself through the through the water and, and, and dying at the end. Um, I focus on like where my heart rate goes if I go a little bit faster and see like, okay, I can manage that and keep going and it can come back down a little bit in this zone because, you know, it's sit-ups or whatever the case is. Um, so I, I try to monitor that as well as I'm just training, you know, regularly and then um, make any kind of adjustments that I need to and just keep practicing it. Yeah, that's interesting because you have so much power that this mm-hmm. event that's even, you know, whatever, 11 and a half to, to 12 minutes for most of the people who are going to be in this final heat, like, it's like that you can actually pace it. For me, I just need to put myself at my, ex- my absolute limit on pretty much all of it and just like hope that I finish. Just to just like hang on. Just <laughs> hang on. Like, yeah, yeah. Because I don't like where my where my, almost my max would be like, say like 95, 98%. It might be like 80% for a guy like you or like a Ryan Geiger, like Kent's is, pro- Kent's is probably, Kent can really kind of ride the line probably a little bit higher than what I can, but he can probably ride at like 95% of his and, and his output is just, is, he's kind of in the middle between like where someone like I would be and someone where like you would be. So it's interesting to think about pacing. Cause for me, I don't really have an option for pacing. I'm just like, if I want to do any, I got to go hard here and then hard here. And then just like, hope I can build enough endurance to, to hang sure. on. So like, and, and you've seemed to just like some of the videos or whatever that I've, that I've seen, like you do seem to have different places where you kind of push and pull. Um, mm-hmm. and, and when you found that area, like, How'd you develop that plan? Is it just really just kind of going repetition? Is it off of the heart rate stuff? Like, how do you know when to go and when to like pull back? Um, yeah, so it was kind of like trial and error in the beginning. Um, and so, you know, since we were one of the first DECA affiliates, you know, we, we started in kind of 2020 to to test it out. And then once I realized, I was like, okay, like this can be my jam. Like OCR is not my jam. Like I like doing OCR because it's fun. It's outside. I get to run in trails, whatever, do obstacles. But in terms of like being competitive, it's no secret that I'm not the best runner on the planet. So I'm never going to win those races or, you know, hit a podium there. And so once, you know, DECA came around and I was like, okay, like this could be my jam. Like I could, I can get behind this and, you know, start going through it. And that, the first couple of times that I did it, I would just sell out on everything and just go as hard as I could. And then you realize like the whole second half, you know, you're wasting minutes because you're already dead. And the hardest part of the race is the second half of the race. And, um, and so then I was like, okay, let me see if I go at like 150 or 152 on the rower, like, how does that feel? And then, you know, maybe a, a two minute on the skier and and see how that feels and realize like, okay, like I was 20 seconds slower combined there, but I made a minute and a half in the second half because my heart rate wasn't through the roof, mm-hmm. you know, through the bike and the ball over shoulders and stuff like that. So it was just like weighing it out and seeing like, okay, I went slower here, but I made up so much time down here that that's obviously like the strategy that I've got to take. And then I've every race that I've done, I've had it recorded and I have a whole spreadsheet that has every race, all of my splits, whether it's the zone time, the transition time, the cumulative time. And then I just see exactly where everything is hitting and uh, just see like, okay, like I can't go much faster on the lunges. I can't go much faster on the sit-ups. I can't go much faster on the box. Like where do I make up time to knock off another five to 10 seconds? And then I strategize what, works best for me and and i go out i practice it and see if it works and 
you know, sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. It's very much like a tactician in terms of like figuring out where you need to put your, your efforts, which I, which I definitely <laughs> appreciate, but it's hard. It's hard sometimes, right? Especially in a race is so short to be able to have the discipline to, to actually follow through with that plan to be like, okay. Well, like, and I think I'm, to your, go ahead. To, to your point though, you know, you asked the question of how many people have I raced against in like a strong or a mile in the past when it's going to be 12 people going head to head at Atlantic city. And I think the most that we've done at our gym is three, like three lanes at a time. And so, and typically if I'm going head to head, right at, you know, everyone's starting at the exact same time, you know, by the time we're at this year at farmer's carry, like I'm already ahead. And then by the bike, you know, there's nobody around me and I'm, I'm kind of racing my own race. So it'll be interesting to kind of force myself to not buy into these fast paces because everyone's probably, you know, especially the folks that are going to be fresh are going to want to come out guns blazing. I just got to stay with my splits and not allow myself to blow up before. Yeah. You are know. you worried? Are you worried about that? And if anybody else is listening, that's going to compete against me. You can go slow with me if you want. To. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am getting ahead of you early. <laughs> Don't come with me. I'm fucking going. Correct. I'm gonna get on. I'm going to get on that bike and I'm just going to, Hope it all works out. Well, and that's uh, the thing too. Like I watched Kent's y'all you're in Kent's race where he broke the record. It was on whatever that that um Jim's yeah, o- OCR, uh, Instagram uh, page. Fit Fokker. Yeah. Fit fit, yeah, something. Um and so I watched that race. Obviously, like I wrote down all of all of his splits. I wanted to compare exactly like what he's doing versus what I'm doing. And you know, between I think it was the the sit-ups, the steer, and the farmer's carry. I think he was like 30 seconds, like cumulative time, like wow. 30 seconds faster than me. Oh, wow. Just in those middle parts. What are you, yeah. ski- are you skiing at, like two minutes? Not anymore. Okay. Um, no, I'm I'm down in like, I don't know, I'm trying to hit like a, a low 150. Okay. Okay. When you read, <clears throat> and when you did the 1130, what was 1133? 1136? <clears throat> it was 11. 11- 1131. 1131. Right. Record. Um, yeah. um, I hit, it was a 156 was my ski erg. Okay. Without transition. So it's slow. It's it, yeah. Without the transition. So with the transition, okay. it was 158. So that's, that's an area where it's like really, I mean, that's a place that again, because you're powerful, I'm sure if you were just doing like, a two have you never have you ever done a 2k ski um not for time specifically i mean i've done like 5ks on it just for fitness but i haven't done like a time trial for it yeah yeah because it'd be interesting to see what like you i mean i'm sure you could hammer a 500 if you needed to but -hmm. like so that's an area where you really can't blow up where again where for me i'm like i can be i can sit at like 147 and be good but if i go i can't go much faster (laughs) sure like that's an area where I can actually just kind of like hang out at. But for you, it's like if you exert yourself and you're like 141, you might come out of that thing dizzy. So like well, needing to correct. And if, if I need to push the bike in order to get that 15 to 20 second advantage, which is what I'm hoping for, um, or make up that time on people, you know, I, I can't allow myself to blow up on the skier to, you know, cause right. the farmer's carry is just whatever. It's just kind of in the way. Um, but I need my heart rate to come down a little bit. It doesn't really adjust too much on the, on the farmer's carry. Cause you're trying to also stay at a good pace there. I know. Um, 
it's like a place where I want I want the recovery to happen, and it's like doesn't really happen. Yeah. <laughs> a, that it I heard for uh, I don't know if this is true, but and I'm so I'm just spreading rumors is that uh, the 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 farmers carry is going to be the same farmers carry that the uh, of the Deca Fit course. So. I was going to ask you that question as well. Um, if you knew anything about how like the different courses were going to be laid out. Cause I know like the deck of fit will probably be the standard deck of fit, right. Where folks were going to, are going to start with their first run and then it'll be kind of like a first come first serve with where their equipment is. Right. Um, but I didn't know if the strong and the mile were going to be similar or if it was going to be specific lanes for people to be able to just have their lane to stay in. Um, or if it was kind of, kind of be a, a first come first serve type of vibe, um, with that as well, <laughs> that'd be insanity. If it was for, for a deck as strong, if it was first come first serve, I'd imagine they're going to give us rows. Yeah. Right? I didn't know. Well, I would... once I heard that they were going to do the course for the farmer's carry, cause I heard that rumor as well. I was like, so, so what, everyone's going to be in a row. Then you're going to have to shift off into this other area that's, to the farmer's carry that's and the come problem. back in and then get back in your lane. Well, you're like, if you're all the way on the one end, you're having to go the furthest, you know, so it's like, and then how are you going to structure like who gets which lane at that yeah. point? Because there's an advantage there. Big time. You know, seconds are seconds, you know, especially the strong. Um, so I, I was curious to see if you had any insight on that as well. I don't, because I, I think the same thing, right? Like how I would imagine it is like <clears throat> the top seeds, like maybe you and Kent would be in the middle and then it would go outward and then it would funnel into okay. where the farmer's carry would be, but there's still that funneling, which wouldn't be, which in a, in a deck of strong, this just would not be fair. That just wouldn't, that would be, because the course is going to come down to, I could see the top three being separated by three seconds or less, you know? So like, if there's any discrepancy right. in that, so yep. I'm hoping Absolutely. that they just do it. I'm hoping they just do it the way that we've done it in affiliates. Just like go down and back a bunch of times and who cares? There's enough space. If you have all well, the equipment, I don't fit, know. Uh, I was going to say, if you, can, if you can have a full fit course, you can definitely have a full lane of a, a strong course where you can just go definitely. in a straight line and just have people go down it. So that's what I'm hoping for. Um, but I was curious to see if you knew of anything else that was going to be happening in terms of the structure of it, or if like the mile too, like the miles small. So is it going to be like the thick course or is it going to be more lane based? Like, a, like a I heard that, I heard that is uh, an 80, 80 meter out and back. So I'm guessing it's also <laughs> lane based. So Okay. You probably start and stop everything. So it's not a loop. It's going to be just straight out and back. Okay. And maybe they'll set it. So it's like two people per lane, but facing opposite directions or something. So like you can kind of go wide with it because if it's, if it's an 80 meter out, 80 meter out and back, 80 meter out and back, they'll have to set up the stations next to your station. Like, the thing like the tank and this and all the different, I don't know how they're going to do the mile. <laughs> yeah. Come to think of it. <laughs> yeah. It'll be interesting. I mean, it's, it should be a big enough venue where they can set up the strong in one area and then the mile in another area. If they've got the equipment for it. Right. But I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. You know what I'm thinking for this strong is because in West Palm, you were there, did, uh, did doubles me and Bridget beat you. Don't I, I remember? Listen, <laughs> y'all were beast modes. I mean, if I could run, I would have been okay. But on that last <laughs> 500 meters, man, I was holding back puke is what I was doing. And then at the finish line, <laughs> you could the puke was no longer would wouldn't be denied any longer, and it was coming. Yeah, was, well, 
that was bad. I felt bad for everybody else as around us. It was uncontrollable. <laughs> well, when you do 17 seconds on the freaking assault bike. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that's that's what happens. Your body's like, hey, it's that too much. did it. That <laughs> well, I think the other part too, which the, the other part too, um, you know, I threw up like all of my like pre-workout stuff. And so they like pushed up the the start time bow at like uh, 30 or 45 minutes they or did. whatever. And they so did. um that didn't help with timing. Like I already have like a sensitive stomach, so like I have to be very mindful of like what I eat, when I eat it, all of that when it comes to like racing. Um and so that I think also didn't help is pushing up that timeline quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so in, in West Palm, uh, the, the floor was like dusty, right? Like it was a little bit uh-huh. slick. Mm-hmm. So for the sleds, the sleds were faster because yep. like, instead of grabbing the ground and creating that magnetic resistance, they were just kind of sliding in mm-hmm. points. <clears throat> so if that's a scenario that happens for this deck of strong, there might be time set that will never get broken. It might be close to, cause say like on, when you did your DECA, <clears throat> when you did the 1131, mm-hmm. cause you guys will do an out, an outdoor course, right? Sometimes yeah, it's just on concrete. Yeah. And that the, the tank grabs concrete pretty well. And it's hard. It's hard to push. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it does what it's intended to do. So what was your, sled pu- what was your sled push when you did 1131? Uh, 216. 216. Right. Like, and that's about it. Like, I mean, what do you it's think? Not great, that? It's, but it's not, it, but like, it's, it's average of what everybody else is doing. It yeah. doesn't get much faster. Like how do you Correct. go? Like if it's two ten or something, like maybe that <clears throat> is like, maybe you can get two Oh five too flat. I just don't even see how, but if it's sliding on that floor, it could be like one fifty, Right. So you could take off. Absolutely. 25 seconds of that time. If everything else is the same. You know, you can and basically like, neg- negate the entire pull feeling like your quads don't blow up. You can just, you know, if you yank it, you can yank it a good <laughs> couple of meters and you really can, you know, it makes your life a whole lot easier. And if you can just hold on to that, you make up 30 seconds there. So there, there might be like an 11 flat, right? Like yeah. if that, yeah. if that's, that's, I'm, I don't know if I'm worried about that, but that is a pretty that is a, a game changer. That just station is just rough. Like I don't. It's hard to know what to do with that station. Yeah, I mean, and it's tough too because like it's not consistent in terms of like the surface that you're training on or competing on. So like mm-hmm. I train on concrete with it mostly or carpet um, inside of our gym. And then I know I've seen other people doing it on turf or, you know, on this like slick floors. And so, you know, uh, is it really like, it's not equal. So, you know, I don't know what the best way to do it is. So I have a question for you around the tank. This is a a, a tangent putting weight on top of the tank. Do you think it does anything? No, I think it has to be like an incredible amount. Like I've pushed Kent's tank and he he'll do it slightly uphill and he'll put like actually a thousand pounds on it. And then that is heavy. Okay. But I don't think it does anything unless like the only thing I think it could potentially do, like if you sometimes if you get into it, you can kind of lift it a little bit, you know, like okay. it might keep it down some, but it doesn't add it. I don't think it adds any resistance. Yeah. But it's only the front, like the, when it's going forward, the front tires are the ones that are being resisted and not the back ones at that time. Cause it, the way that that little, um, uh, uh, like the resistance kind of levers yeah. are 
right? So like lifting it up in the back isn't going to necessarily make it go right faster. But I was just curious because I've seen him, you know, I've added a couple hundred pounds to the tank just to ch- see it in training and whatnot. I'm like, this feels the exact same. I don't know. What's yeah. Like, what, what's the hype around like adding like, to, okay, okay. No. I was just curious. Well, he, if I mean, a thousand has... pounds is different. I wasn't doing that much weight, but um, and going uphill maybe a little bit different as well. The, uh, the uphill is, the uphill makes it harder for sure. But okay. like, yeah, like if you're just putting it on some weight in the gym, nah, I don't think it does anything. You're better off with like a regular like dog sled or something. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but what did uh, how much time did Kent put on you in the ball, the dead ball piece? Um, was all the time in that middle ski sit up farmers? I, so I think. I think he was like compared to my 1131 race. I think it was about, I think it was five or seven seconds faster on the ball over shoulder. It's not um, crazy. No, but and then I made up time obviously on the bike. Um, I think it was like 12 or 15 seconds somewhere around there. I think it was in the like low forties for the bike. And mm-hmm. then um, I think he, I want to say he was like in the two twenties or like two twenty five or something for the tank. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. then, I think he was 61 or something for the burpees over. It was over a minute. Yeah. For the burpees. Yeah. But pretty fast. He's, he's just like pretty fast at all of it. Yeah. I mean, well, he's a stud, right? So like, I mean, that is fantastic and he's strong and, and he obviously can endure for a long time. So um, it'll be interesting to go head to head with him. And yeah. About a week. Yeah. Almost exactly a week. Yeah. It's going to be great. And then you, it seems like you've been, um, <clears throat> working you've been working on your running you mentioned like you know it might not be the strongest runner but the your deck a mile has come down considerably from the previous year is this something you've been working on have you been trying to put in some time yeah so i this year i've implemented um kind of just like more intentional running i was just like putting in miles in previous years just because i needed to put in miles just like in general just to get you know miles in um but this year i've been more intentional of trying to do more like tempo runs and speed work every week just to like force myself to get the turnover and get my heart rate to be uh, in an uncomfortable place and just kind of figure it out and get my muscles to kind of learn how to you know manage this pace or you know these longer distance runs or you know sprints or whatnot Mm -hmm. um so I've seen it pay off, which is nice. So that's nice because, you know, no one wants to go into the pain cave and do that stuff if it's not going to pay off. Um, right. um, but yeah, so I mean, like, I'm happy the miles coming down and, um, but yeah, I mean, like it's, you know, it's just overall fitness is what I'm trying to like achieve and, and get better at. And do you <clears> find <throat> that, the because like, I look at everything. I'm a distance runner. I look at everything from a distance runner perspective. So even like an 11 and a half minute race is still, it would be like a two and a half K. I mean like a two and a half mile or something like that. It would be still in like the distance realm of things mm-hmm. when, if you're just talking about like, like a foot race, but did you find that you're running has helped your DECA strong? Like, do you feel uh, an improvement in endurance or is it just so different that you're like, it's not specific enough? Um, probably. I mean, I imagine that it's, it's helped just from like a aerobic and anaerobic capacity standpoint in some aspect. Um, 
but I think just more so of, of doing more of like the functional fitness training has really been the, and strength training has been the, the keys to getting through the strong. So like, so it's helped more in the mile because I mean, it, it's seven minutes longer or whatever. Yeah. I mean, just because it's got the running component into it. So if I have to, you know, like let's, I think I'm trying to get down to like a low seven minute, like cumulative mile pace is kind of where I would like to be um, for, for the deck mile. And so I have to obviously like run at, you know, six or sub six minute, like three hundreds or four hundreds and, and learn how to kind of like last because when I'm going through the bike and I need to start running right after, like I need to be able to have the capacity to run at a decent pace right after. And I think that has helped quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just, you know, continuing to, to try and push it and see where, where it'll go. And so again, cause we're coming on the opposite ends of the spectrum and meeting in the mile. Right. So for me, yeah. I didn't get a great, I only did one mile this year. I got it. didn't get a great chance to do it. I've only lived at, uh, I'm, I'm making the excuses right now. You ready? Uh, <laughs> I've only lived, uh, when we did one, I've been at altitude now, like I'm in Denver. So, uh, it, it's taken a long time to adjust, especially in that time domain. So the one shot I got at the mile, it was in the summer. So it was maybe six months into living here and just wasn't ready for the feeling that was coming. And I just, my respiration rate got too high. Wasn't, I didn't have the exact preparation for that race and it just didn't go well. And I didn't qualify. <laughs> so okay. I'm not going to be at the mile, but when that, when the mile has gone well for me, it's like, I can come off and run really fast. I can come in and, and then come back and feel almost recovered so that my stations probably improve over my deck of strong stations while, because I get a little bit of that recovery and yep. I'm not having to like necessarily pull things back. How are you able to manage being more of like a powerful athlete? Like how does that change your pacing on like the machines themselves or like just the um, stations themselves? Yeah. So I think I, I still try and maintain the same strategy in terms of each zone, like completion time. Um, I, I, uh, my goal is to try and hit the same splits that I have on the strong and just wow. hold on for the mile, like this, like the 160 meter runs and just either try and get my heart rate to come down a little bit, but still maintaining the same pace or just holding on towards the end and just pushing through it. Um, so my, you know, whenever I'm looking at zone completion times, like regardless of which race I'm doing, I'm trying to hit the same one regardless. Okay. Nice. So yeah. like you're able to manage the runs enough that you can yeah. come back and still <clears throat> it makes it easier for me to kind of like analyze how to break down the race as well. So where I'm like, I only have to focus on hitting, you know, if I can hit these same splits or at least close to them, then my splits for the runs have to be at this pace. And it's like, okay, that's pretty reasonable. I can try and execute that. I can lap every time I'm leaving a zone and coming back into a zone. I can check and see where I'm at and make sure that I'm, I'm hitting those paces um, so I think it's just a lot like mentally a lot more manageable while I'm mm. going through it. And also when I'm training, um, so I, you know, that's what has been working for me so far. How much emphasis have you put on it in training for the mile? <clears throat> what? Like, like just like training in general for it specifically. Yeah. For the race coming up, like, has it been, is it like strong first and then the mile is kind of a byproduct and like, hopefully your stations get better and then you're able to kind of execute the same way you have, or are you doing specific mile stuff? 
Uh, no, I'm focusing pretty much on the mile or the strong right now. And um, we're just going to kind of see what happens in the mile later that day. Yeah, we'll just kind of send it. You know, it'll be the last thing. And then I'm going to uh, take some time off as well from the gym. And But that'll be like the last hurrah of just seeing what I can do and be competitive in that last heat. So that's uh, the mile's gonna be fun, man. I'm I'm gonna be happy. I'm hoping people are gonna be gassed. I'll be like, you did, <laughs> you did the fit, you did the teens, you did They're the definitely strong, gonna be yeah, and like, then <laughs> and then trying to come in. People are definitely gonna be gassed. The uh, let me just let me just pull up the mile real quick, yeah, because well, Glenn's coming in fresh. I didn't realize Glenn was the third seed. Oh shit. Um, I think Glenn is coming here just for the mile. He might be doing. I don't think he's doing teams of bubbles either. And bu- well, bubbles will be the, I think that'll be bubbles third race. Magita should be good. Yeah. yeah I don't know where team. things. What's that? Magita's going to do team. He's going to, that'll be his fourth race. <laughs> uh, Dylan will Magita's be doing all of it. I think he's doing everything. Wow. Yeah. Cause he'll be the top seed for the to men's him. doubles with the God at. Yeah. And, and like, so oh, they'll, okay. they, they should win the doubles. Like he has a good podium shot for fit and he's, he'll be good at the strong too. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think Glenn might be the only, um, person coming in fresh for that, but it's just going to be fun because like, it's going to be the end, the last thing everyone's going to be happy. I might be, I might be drinking. I might have been drinking for a couple hours by that. <laughs> I don't know if people are going to be happy or if they're going to be like, I don't want to do this shit at all. Like yeah. I want to go home. I want to go to the casinos. Yep. I think it's just gonna, I think people are just going to be like loose and having fun and just yeah. hanging out and just like, that's kind of going to be my mindset. I mean, like I want to be competitive. I want to do well, you know, if I can PR, that'd be great. But I, you know, my main focus has been the strong and that, you know, I want a podium there. So Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the mile you're you're the you eighth. are eighth, okay? Yeah, with an eighteen fifty five. So like, say, so I mean, yeah, it, you'll be right. In I mean, next. it was crazy though because like I think a, a bunch of these times, and they don't have it on the the deck of it website, but I think the last two weeks, you know, the number of of qualifying spots changed where like the leaderboard shifted so much because mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I was at like third or fourth you know, going to the last two weeks of qualifying weekends. And then all of a sudden I dropped to eighth. And so I was like, Holy crap, people. Are yeah. I, I thought, I, I thought I was going to have a shot. Cause I think I was in like the 20 something. I was like, maybe this rolled down and hook me up. I'm like in the thirties now. I oh, was thinking, I was thinking about doing age group, but then I was like, I'm not trying to pay for another race. <laughs> <laughs> that was really what it came down to. I was like, Fair. not happening. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that'll be, that'll be a fun, fun thing to watch. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll judge or something like that. Um, how much do, like how much are you paying attention to the transitions like are you dialed in like when i get to this point this is how i move to to into the next thing or is it just like get to where i need to go and then the, however i get there it's like no i think i mean like for me transitions is huge because i mean you know again we're down to trying to make up seconds so if you're taking your you know sweet time trying to get from one place to another that could be second between you know breaking a record or not. And so, um, you know, I, I have all of my splits down of what those transitions look like and trying to get them as low as possible where, you know, and the, the way that our gym has set it up for our competitions with that straight line, like everything is literally right next to each other. So there, there's no real transition time. You're basically going, you know, hopping up from the rower, going straight on the box, which is right next to it. And so, you know, you know, I'd say like a four second transition is way too long. I'm trying to get it down to like two seconds, you mm. know, each zone. And, you know, then also 
before a race if it's not at my gym because it's kind of the same setup so i kind of know how to walk through that one if it's at a different location you know just like walk through it all and pretend like i'm you know doing like a quick dry run through and just feeling like okay this is once i'm done with the ski here's the farmer's carry like what's the best way to like just swoop in and pick up those dumbbells and, mm-hmm. and move on to the next thing um and so I'll, yeah i'll kind of just like take that approach and and make sure that those transition times are as minimal as possible was there is there a transition spot that is slowest for you? And not necessarily. I mean, most of the transitions are byproduct of just like the setup, right? Like the bike. <laughs> coming off of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, take a couple breaths before I have to start bending over to to pick up that darn ball. Because that is that's the. I think that that is the race, right? Like the transition from bike to ball, and like yeah. if you can do it, because the ball is almost all effort and you just don't want to do it. I mean, I just don't want to do it. So like, correct slower and like, it doesn't need to be slower, but I'm, I'm not, it's my effort that is slow. Not necessarily the, yeah, but that whole like movement of having to bend all the way down, you don't get a good breath. Like you're always just trying to like catch a breath and you're Mm -hmm. picking up the 60 pound ball, which may, you know, when your heart rate is low, may be light, but like when your heart rate is in the red and you're just coming off the bike and you know, your body is hurting like a 60 pound ball, all of a sudden turns into a 150 pound yeah. ball. That you're like, what the hell? Why can't I get this over my shoulder? I know that really is the roughest part. Uh, and is there, do you have a, a point where when you reach like 23 calories or something on that bike, you kind of peel back? Um, yeah. So I guess I've always just like, when I get on the, the bike on race day, I typically just close my eyes and I count to a, a Mississippi, like six or seven Mississippis in my head just to, and I just try and keep my brain as cool as possible and keep my body moving as quickly as possible. And then once I hit like seven Mississippi is when I open my eyes. And then at that point, it's usually around like 18 to 20. And then I just try and knock out the last couple and just finish it and finish it and then i do i I probably like the last like five it definitely slows down i mean the watts aren't nearly as high as they are in the first 10 seconds um but i'm also trying to like get my heart rate to start coming down a little bit uh, to prepare for that next zone just so that it doesn't take as long as it could so it's a little intentional to uh, to give yourself a a bit of a reprieve to come off of the thing and just so you're not cranking all the way to and you come off of it like wobbling correct yeah i mean you got to kind of like recenter yourself so that you can actually get off the bike and start walking towards the next zone yeah. <laughs> um, otherwise you know who knows what's going to happen to your body once you get off of it so what's what's trending look like then like because this is like what of course my approach again like i'm preparing for a 30 minute race right and best yeah. as well as i can get my the the stations down it's only going to be helpful but ultimately i'm still uh, a big volume endurance athlete preparing for these other pieces that are like like just a part of it right so i've done pieces in this particular lead up i was a little bit more intentional about it and i was doing you know two to three and a half minute intervals beyond my race pace for for deca strong but it'd just be like three or four stations going pretty much as hard as i could and basically blowing up after like two or three rounds and to be like okay i'm good um and i would do that twice a week or so just to kind of build the, the basically build the, the anaerobic capacity and then trying to put some power anaerobic power behind it as well. We'll see if it works. I'm not sure, but, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but, but most of the other stuff is, 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 
endurance stuff, right? Like aerobic threshold, aerobic capacity stuff, just like spending a lot more time, like building that. So what does that look like on your end where you're like more specifically focused on the 10 to 18 minute time frame? Yeah. So I guess like overall in this past year, I wouldn't say that I specifically like train for DECA really ever until it's, you know, getting closer to an actual race where I need to actually like go through the steps. I mean, I think at the fitness where, where I train, you know, they have a bunch of different classes and I'll do my own thing as well. And so I'll, I think I train I feel like eight, eight sessions a week or so. And I got one day off is typically what I do. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it goes like, if, if you want to break it down, I can like on a Monday, I do this, like typically like my weeks are pretty standard and, and I follow a pretty specific kind of like schedule. Um, what are your, uh, what do you like, like key- break that down? Yeah, sure. Like, what do you like your key sessions? Like? When, when, and when do you, how frequent are, is there like a key component of every day or are you like Tuesdays are super hard, Fridays are super hard, everything else is kind of moderate? No, well, everything's intentional. So I wouldn't, I don't know if it's necessarily like everything is hard or one day is harder than not. So like I'll do typically like a long cycle on Monday mornings, like a 90 minute kind of like indoor cycling um, mm. just to kind of get some aerobic capacity and and have it not be running just because it's better for my body to just cycle rather than run. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Tuesdays I'll do like a, in the morning before work, I'll, I'll do like a strength workout, whether it's like a push pull or leg. And then at night it'll be um, a Bruce camp. Bruce Jackson is a trainer there. So he does his own like um, boot camps as well, which are pretty intense and competitive. And then, and, um, and they're kind of just like hit style workouts where you get yourself into the red and force yourself to kind of hit your threshold and, and push through that and, and his different workouts. Um, and they typically like if I'm doing like a leg day in the morning, then it's usually not very heavy on the legs in the afternoon. It'll be more upper body or, you know, other things that I can focus on skier or whatever. Um, Wednesdays I'm off Thursdays. I do like a long run, like a long tempo run in the morning. And then at night it'll be at Bruce camp again, where, you know, it's another kind of hit style workout Friday mornings. It'll be a strength class. Um, And then Saturdays is kind of had been speed work for a while. And now it's transition DECA training stuff. Um, And it's kind of whatever else I need to get done another strength and then doing shorter hit types of workouts right now, the last couple of, like, I don't know, six weeks or so, it's been more so like DECA focused. So going through different circuits of DECA zones and just doing repeats of it or doing ladders or different ways to kind of push through and do excessive amounts of DECA zones. <laughs> so I'm ready for it to be over. <laughs> We've just about made, I feel the same way in this past, like probably the past, well, definitely this week, I've just trying to peel back and be like every i've done it all i've done what i could yeah let's just chill and just get there nothing to do. i can't cram anything else <laughs> in it just got to trust that when it's time to go like i got it in me and, and it's gonna it's go time well right now yeah well true it's like and also right now like you don't want to keep going too hard you know then you're gonna risk injury or whatnot and so it's, you're, you're right at the cusp of it so it's like you, you're not going to gain much more in this next kind of week or so i know uh, but you can lose a lot so it's just yeah like where do you kind of toe that line. A, to me it's like a frustrating time in terms of like a, a season where 
I feel good this time because I, I had a, I had a great lead up, right? So like I feel like I did do everything I possibly could. So I'm not like looking back, like oh, like am I ready? Am I ready? But a lot of times at this point for me, it, the training just doesn't feel as productive. Like as you're building, it's like it's productive. You're getting better. You're getting better. But getting better, and then it's time to to kind of come down to pull that fatigue back. And I'm just like, man, am I even doing anything? <laughs> like <laughs> what? What is <laughs> like? Am I? Is this actually what, what we're gonna do going into this? But. uh so it sounds like there's a lot like the in the frequency of intensity is is almost consistent across outside of like easy cycle the rest day like um tempo run I would still consider in, in an intensity piece and sure. then all the stations for me between. it definitely is bro it is definitely yeah. intense for dude me. <laughs> good for, good for you doing tempo runs man they are the worst they are are not fun it's like it's i try to it's like all right it's only one and if it's like one like you know whatever 20 minute rep or something i'm like okay just one rep that's fine and then it's just mental beat down for yeah 12 to 15 minutes but um (laughs) so do you so you're coming in probably as one of the the, i i I wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily know like lifts wise strong wise but like the the strength that you have and probably have is probably one of the stronger ones are you not doing much specific strength work or is it always kind of built into some type of circuit like are you ever doing like sets and reps of back squat or something yeah 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 so i'll do like a leg day where it's like specific to back squats front squats you know uh, i'll do deadlifting um you know, weighted kind of lunges and have it be a very like slower, you know, mm-hmm. strength based training, not like high intense, a lot of reps, like lower reps, higher weight, and really focusing on building that strength. And then I have, there's a ton of sessions that we have at the gym that's just all like either body weight or lower weight and, you know, higher rep and more intense. So I, I can just, I can get that whenever I want. I want the, the actual strength based stuff too, to okay. build the strength. Yeah. Um, and since you are like one of the more bigger, powerful guys, like what do you what are you weighing right now? I'm between like two hundred five and two ten right now. Okay, yeah. Is that what you think like your ideal like competition weight is? Pro- probably, yeah. I'm pretty comfortable here. I think between like two and two ten would be a good spot for me to be in. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how much bigger you could get for a strong. It's <sighs> a good question. I don't know. Do you worry about your body composition at all? Or are you kind of like, hey, here we are. <coughs> Let's just do some work. Um, a, a little bit. I think I focus more on like benchmarks when it comes to like my fitness and, and worrying about that right now rather than like specific like numbers on the scale or like body fat percentages and things like that. I did. I mean, I was up, I think, what was it 2019? I was at almost 240 pounds and a big boy and yeah, I, this is like when I first had kind of joined Get It and wanted to to be competitive, and I was fit-ish, but I had a lot of weight on me. So then I went through a program that they have at that gym um, and lost about thirty something, you know, over thirty pounds. And then, wow. um, yeah, I mean, like I couldn't do a pull up in twenty nineteen. I couldn't <laughs> do like anything. So probably cranked that bike though. I think I was. I was really. Yeah, um, and so uh, I. Uh, I, th- I was way more intentional about like those numbers way back when and, and hitting those macros and being, you know, eating basically the same thing every single day so that I could hit those numbers that I wanted to. And now it's more so just like, I, I still focus on macros a little bit. I'm not, a, you know, logging my food, every single thing that I put into my body every day anymore. Like I was, I just, I want to be a little bit more free to, 
mm-hmm. enjoy life <laughs> than to, sure. to care about that. Um, but I, I focus more on just like, how is my training going? Am I still hitting the same numbers that I want to? Does my body still feel good? You know, like, obviously I don't want to gain a ton of weight and I don't want to lose a ton of weight either. Cause I, I'd rather be strong than, you know, fast any day. That's just kind of my preference. Um, and so as long as I can feel like I'm still hitting the same kind of metrics that I want to and hitting, you know, if I'm racing the DECA or something that I'm still hitting the same kind of around the same numbers that I want to, then I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. The, the tracking and the macros, it's a I think it's a really great tool, especially to start. I, I tracked for several years and, and just this past cycle, I did kind of go into some sort of deficit just to kind of take some weight down a little bit after I was kind of building mass to build strength. I got to a point, I was like, all right, this is enough. And yeah. I was actually able to do it without necessarily counting macros for the first time. And that was a good feeling just like knowing that I don't need to have to track everything. Well, and I think that was the, the thing too, where I learned a couple of years ago is just like the, the, I guess, better options of what to eat to fuel your body and to fuel to perform rather than, you know, I had a transition from like fueling and being in a deficit and what that looks like. And then being now able to fuel to perform. And that's a whole different kind of beast and different yeah. level, you know, set of macros that you have to set up. Um, and so it, it took a lot of learning, but I'm, you know, figuring it out, but I'm not going to force myself to be that strict, you know, every single day I'll, I'll enjoy myself as well. <laughs> and it's a matter of, for me, I kind of am able now to intuitively know like when I'm like with the feeling and maybe because I'm just kind of coming out of a deficit, just, you know, whatever, four or five weeks ago that I kind of know, I was like, all right, this is how it feels when I'm underfed. And I was in a uh, surplus before. It's like, this is how it feels when I'm overfed. So it's like, let's just shoot for somewhere in the middle here. <laughs> like, yeah, and, yeah. And, like the way my body feels after like big workouts, after like light workouts. And it, it's been able, your body will tell you, I it mean, it's, tell you. It, your body's going to tell you exactly how you're feeling and whether you're in the right spot or not. I mean, it, <laughs> It, it does. I know, I know the same feeling. But I think it's a, a, the practice of of tracking is what led me to then listen, be able to listen appropriately to what my body's telling me. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And then the other thing too, I I forget where I first heard about it, but that whole like inside tracker mm-hmm. um, company where they do like the blood work and give you all mm-hmm. those results. I did that a couple of years ago as well, just because I was like, I I don't know like where like my insides like how my body's actually functioning and so i was like let's figure this out and that came back all jacked up so i had to then also implement changes to to help kind of like my just biomarkers or whatever they call them to actually allow myself to then perform and once i could fix that stuff then i could start seeing real gains in my actual like performance hmm. yeah so that okay so it was almost like getting your base targets once those are sorted out then you can worry about the next piece because i mean the life function of like your 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 body is more important than how well you can perform it anaerobically for 10 minutes yeah absolutely Hmm. that's cool that's that's, that's a good use for something like the inside tracker i I haven't used it i i like i've actually i've been in contact with them but just still haven't put it together i don't know I don't know if I like, if I'm just ignoring it, but I'm also like, eh, things, are, <laughs> things seem fine right now. So I feel okay. No <laughs> <need to> do <laughs> it. Let's let's not go looking for problems. Sure. Um, so what is a what's a successful weekend going to look like for you at Deca? <clears throat> you know, that's a good question. I think I think there's obviously like some level of expectation for me to perform well, and you know, I think I would love to be able to podium on the strong. Um, 
but I think like, you know, I think ultimately, you know, just knowing kind of my finished journey and where I'm at and where I want to go, you know, I'm just competitive. I love being competitive with this stuff and training for it and being able to just like be a part of the elite heat with so many phenomenal other athletes, a Kanta Ryland, like all these guys that are coming in that are either professional athletes or former professional athletes or Mm -hmm. whatever, like that are legit and be able to be like, I can, I am just as good as they are. Like that's also freaking sweet. Um, and so, you know, I would love to do that. The, the mile is just going to be kind of a, we'll see what happens kind of race and just kind of go with it and enjoy myself. Um, and, and try and push what I can. Um, but I think ultimately like being able to get there and just show off kind of my level of fitness and, you know, be like, okay, you know, I'm doing this for the other folks that work full time and, you know, have to wake up at three in the morning to go to the gym and train before work, or, you know, have to sacrifice different things to be able to, to get where you want and and do it for, for us. So. Nice, man. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Cause it's going to be, I think the deck is strong. Like I obviously think the Deca Fit is the premier event, but the I think the Deca Strong might be the most fun to watch. It's going to be the most gonna, exciting. Yeah, I think that's going to be the closest race. So I think that's going to be the yeah. most fun to watch in terms of cause just because it's so short. The numbers between everybody is so small. Like the the margins between the top twelve is is so tiny. And again, like you don't know if this person who had a twelve fifteen strong time was from february and what gains that they've made over the last 10 months and so it's like who knows what these people are coming in with now if they've done dry runs that they're not posting about or they're keeping quiet and you know they want to just kind of come in as an underdog and then blow people out of the water like that's going to be that's how i feel you know is going to happen so i'm just like you got to stay prepared and and be ready for whatever and and just kind of run your own race and and allow you know whatever's supposed to happen happen because there's a compelling piece to it. Like if I'm looking at it from from a story perspective, is the 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 zone seven right? Like what's going to happen? Uh, I don't know much of Ryan Geiger. Is he also pretty a, a big like a bigger powerful athlete? So yes, and actually, I I only talked to him a couple times in via social media via Instagram, but I follow him now, and he did uh, an assault bike like 25 cal, like eight rounds of it or whatever one one day. And he posted his video of a 13 second 25 cal. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> these people, these, these guys are not going to play. Like it, it is some serious stuff out here. And so I think he's like a, from what I were, from what I, I think he's like a former or a current like mountain biker, like professional mountain biker. Oh. So he's got legs for days. And so yeah. like for me, you know, I'm hoping that he kind of shits the bed the first half because I know that on the bike, on the tank, you know, he's going to just have so much power behind that, that, uh, you know, I'm I'm hoping, (laughs) I mean, good luck to him and everything, but like, I'm hoping that, you know, that's what he's relying on solely. And then I can kind of work around it. So he might be someone who could match. So like someone like if, if, so you and him would be someone to watch, (laughs) like make sure where you, you we know what zones you are in and as athletes like uh Kent, Rylan, myself, whoever else <laughs> are gonna need to kind of press early and yeah. just get there and hope and how everything is just gonna kind of like spring I'm, back I'm to I'm just where like it was. well correct. So it's like we got the rabbits, at least this is my head, right? So like we got the rabbits in front of us and I just gotta lure people in, you know, slowly kind of and once we hit the bike, then it's kind of game time. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's I think, and that's, that's crazy too because it's already zone seven. Once you're off the so bike, you late. got three zones, so it's like you got like four minutes left, and you got a lot of work to still do. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what's that's what's kind of scary about that, right? It's like, man, yeah, I exactly. Hope, I hope that someone up there doesn't have a thirty second freaking assault bike, and that every because you know I'm get out if I'm fifty seconds, I'm pumped, you know. Yeah. And there's yeah. probably a bunch of more people like me than like you and like Ryan Geiger, yeah. um, Kent, I think will be somewhere in between us. Um, yeah. but yeah, if someone up there has something ready to roll, ready I to mean, rock, know. you know? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Somebody. Yeah. I know their, uh, strengths are in terms of like how they race and what their strategy is. And again, like they don't have the times up here. So you can't even tell like on the, you know, when these people raced and what the, when these times are from. So like who knows right. the gains that people have made. So yeah, just got to kind of do what you can and <laughs> hope for the best. Not overextend, right? Like and run your own, run your own race and just, cause for me, that's what the deck is strong is. That's just going to be fun, man. I'm looking forward to it. Just I'm like, this doesn't, I don't have any pressure on me in this one. I'm just going to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, throw it down, see how it goes. <laughs> I think that's how I feel with the mile. Like, I know there's some pressure on me right. for the strong, um, just because my name is high on the leaderboard. Um, but that's how I feel on the mile where I'm just like, I'm just gonna go and throw down and see what happens. Like, and I hope these yeah. guys blow up because they've been racing all weekend and I just did only you know 12 minutes and I still got some left <laughs> in the tank, <laughs> but then I also could blow up. Who knows? So, who else you got going? Is Maddie coming up to the yeah, I think Maddie's Maddie's gonna be coming up. Um, I think there's like I don't know, twelve or thirteen of us from our gym that qualified that are coming up. Wow, um, cool. So it's a good group. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, which is a testament to to Joe and his training and Bruce and, his, and their training, just to kind of get people prepared for it and get that kind of competitive mentality in you know full force. So I think there's a there's a good group going. Maddie's going. I think. She's going. I think she's doing the women's co-ed and mm. then the strong and the I think she might be doing the mile as well. I think she's doing those three. And then, so, then Bruce, Bruce has a shot at the triple crown. He does. And he ain't playing. He's going to be coming <laughs> for it. He wants that. I believe crown. it. I be- <laughs> he, he's, um, a similar like in the same vein as you and as an athlete like his his strength are his strengths are his power right like and, and he still can run some but like the fit would be a place for him that there might be a faster runner or something right yeah i think the his only i think his only question mark is the the fit i yeah. think there was some guy that has a i don't know like a 17 minute 5k whatever that they've vlogged um, and so I think he's got a, if, if that guy even comes, I don't, I don't know. I think there was like one guy that he's worried about to, that could challenge him on the fit. Um, luckily that's the first race, but I don't think anybody's going to touch him on the strong or the mile in his this, age group. This strong's nasty. It's like 1230 something, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He's no joke. Yeah. So that'd be cool. I'm, that'd be fun to have the whole squad. Is it, are you going up for the whole weekend? Will you be up there for Saturday? Yeah, I'm gonna fly up Friday night um, and then fly back Monday morning. Cool. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, I'll be seeing you there. Um, be ready to race against you for the for the strong. <laughs> then I'll just be Let's cheering for that mile, man. So it'll be fun. <laughs> so yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun. It's been great to have someone like you because 
uh, where everyone else has kind of come from basically OCR, right? Or like yeah. something of that vein and kind of came into this. So it's great to see athletes uh, like yourself coming and being specialized on this and doing it at a, at a really high level. So I'm um, excited to see what you got out there for that. And see, are you thinking a 17 second again? <clears throat> probably not for the probably, show. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping for somewhere between 25 and 30. That's the goal. That's kind of pretty good. Pretty good. I got written down. We'll see if I can hit it. It all just depends on the race day. You know, it's all just race day problems. If you can hit it, you hit it that day. If you don't, then, you know, you suffer. For sure. Well, cool, man. I appreciate you taking the time. And yeah, I'll be seeing you this weekend. Yeah, sounds good, mate.